And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. You know, obviously, who I am, but let me share with your audience, the Aware Now global audience, who I have the gift and honor of interviewing today is you, Allie Merrick McGuire, co-founder of Aware, Awareness Ties, and the Aware Now magazine. I will share candidly with your audience, as, as I confess with you, I'm a little bit nervous, but mostly I'm overcome with the gift and the honor to, to interview you. I, I don't know if you've ever been interviewed before. Has, has, have you ever been interviewed for your own magazine before? Uh, not for Aware Now, no, for other things, but this is a first, so I'm nervous too. <laughs> Okay, so, well, how about if we just have a conversation? And um, I'll introduce myself to your audience. I'm Laura Sharp. I am the founder of Artists for Trauma, and we use and adapt all creative art forms um, to participate in collaboration with community to bring healing and empowerment to all life altered trauma survivors. And Allie, we've been blessed to collaborate with you. Aware Now Magazine and Awareness Ties is 100% another example of, of what we aim to do is to share relatability through storytelling. And you do it so beautifully. I'm just so excited about this opportunity to interview you and to bring awareness and introduction to who you are as a human being, as a fellow traveler, so that your audience and those people that love and know you and honor you could get to learn a little bit more about you and who you are, because you give so much of yourself body, mind, and spirit, so much breath and breadth of life, air, fresh air. You exemplify the power of possibilities and opportunities. How do you do all that? When do you get a chance to take a breath? Well, that was an incredible introduction. <laughs> Um, when do I get a chance to breathe? Every time I remind myself, I suppose, and perhaps like many others, sometimes I have to remind myself to breathe. I find myself, I think when you're moving at a very fast and furious pace to, to do more and be more, you forget sometimes to breathe. Literally, I find myself holding my breath sometimes. <laughs> Um, you know, and 
certainly a, a shallow breather, I have to remind myself to breathe. I have to remind myself to be present and to be in the moment. I have to remind myself of what a gift that is and how breath, yes, it's the noun that it is, but in that same way, it is that verb of moving. And so in that breath, it's moving um, energy, one direction to the other, which is very much a mirror to storytelling. Whether you're the one sharing the story or hearing the story, it's this movement back and forth, this exchange. And whether you're inhaling and exhaling and repeating, or hearing a story, sharing a story, repeating, this is life. And I have found that for me, when I breathe is when I remember what the true definition of a breath is and to be mindful of that. That is very well said. It encompasses so many contexts of the noun, the term, the verb breath, as you so well described. And as I was, you know, preparing for our conversation, you know, those, those different nuances and contexts came to mind. It was also part of my question to you. And one of the first things that you responded with was, I need to remember to take a breath. Um, we get moving so fast and this current uh, frequency of existence with all these different platforms of communication and um, that require us to move at light speeds faster mm -hmm. than generations past and how that stress impacts the breathing process itself, right? So when we remember to take a breath to bring in that life source, because we will stop for a minute, I'm also reminded of the intentional power of when we do pause and slow our breath down. And as you said, to bring awareness to the breath, using it as a single focused reminder to just remember to breathe. Slow down. Just And in that space between the fast, incessant pace and that screen of illusion, the speed of all those illusions speeding across the screen in our mind, that really the power of controlling our breath brings us back to center and calm. Mm which brings me back to you. I, you inspire me. I had the opportunity to serve alongside you in September, about three or four months ago, boots on the ground, 160,000 human beings at this music festival from our partner um, that we were introduced uh, to by our 
friend, fellow traveler, uh, Eddie Donaldson uh, with Danny Wimmer Presents and we were in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And how astounding it was, talk about breath and frequency and vibration going on at uh, Bourbon and Beyond and Louder Than Life in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. 160,000 people for four days times two, 320,000 people in eight days. Um, and you and I were serving through artistic expression, human connection and community collaboration. Mm -hmm. And just being relatable, breathing with people, listening everything that you provide through aware now and so as you had described the different definitions of breath and in our conversation it naturally came up you know what are some of those different definitions of breath what is how would Allie how would you Allie describe the intentionality of the breath edition for aware now finding bandwidth to breathe because so oftentimes when we think bandwidth we think about just technology and what's available technically speaking we think of our personal selves and our lives and the chaos that it's often in the state of and it's like i don't have bandwidth for that i don't have bandwidth for this it's it's looking at when we're just maxed out and it's that stress that comes in realizing that, you know, you feel oftentimes I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. Is it that we don't have time or that we're not making time? We have all that we need to do the job we're meant to do in this world. I believe that. And so if we take life a moment, a breath at a time, and what will I do with this? To your point, it's all intentionality every single part of every single facet of our life is what are you what are you doing with this um how are you directing this breath this you know whether you're running down the street okay well there's a you know you're directing in a particular way to serve a particular process whether you're sitting at your computer and typing feverishly you know away it's not being tethered to the outcome of that breath but just the moment of that breath, the moment of that action, the moment of that intention. Yes. Too often we're looking at the end point as opposed to just the present point. And so for me, I guess defining the breath is really just the moment that it is. And to know that if this breath is too hard to take, know that it is only a moment. Yes. And to look to the next, reflect on the previous that our life is nothing but a series of moments, a series of breaths. And I think what is interesting, if you take our life on this earth in this human experience that we have, it's interesting when you think about the fact there are a finite number of days, of minutes, of seconds, of breaths that we will take in our life. Yeah. And so to know how precious, how all the more precious every single breath is because there are only so many of them to take. Yeah. And so for me, it's just the breath is all a reminder about the moment. It's about the now and what you plan to do with it. Wow. Yes. I, I, I'm reminded when we started this conversation and I confessed with you that 
I was nervous, a lot nervous. And in this natural conversation and the questions that I was going to ask and the different interpretations of breath, you've just authentically and organically answered the questions before they were asked because it is about all the different forms of taking and giving a breath. Why? And how sometimes we cannot. And it isn't always related to stress. Stress impacts all those different whys, when, how, in different ways. Um, I wonder if you would allow me a moment to ask you if you wouldn't mind sharing uh, with the audience a little bit of personal information that people often are not aware of. This, you are this incredible producer, woman, wife, mother, friend, philanthropist, and you're also a fellow traveler and you carry a very serious health condition that is invisible. Would you mind sharing with us? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's it's actually it's actually why it's actually why I wear this necklace, the spoon necklace. Um, I never knew what the term spoonie meant or spoon life meant until I was diagnosed with um, something I can never get rid of. One of those incurable conditions. Um, when I lost vision, about now it's about two years ago in my right eye uh well that's disconcerting so jack my i would say my better half uh said well let's you need to go to the emergency we have to figure out what this is and so in going there um after a, a series of mris they came to find out that i had ms there were lesions on my brain, on my spine, and um, with that initial diagnosis, it sort of floored me. I said, what? Um, and, but having that diagnosis, I then, I looked back at my life and things that weren't really adding up and weren't really making sense. I said, oh, it's just this, or, oh, it's just that. And all of a sudden I said, oh, it was actually that. And so the diagnosis, when I got it, at first, it was a again a bit concerning. Um, it's a it's the blessing and the curse of it, though, you know, because I said, okay, well, so I have MS, I have multiple sclerosis, um, but at least I knew what it was. So many people suffer for so long not knowing what it is, and so to have that diagnosis, I said, okay, now that I know what it is, now I can figure out what to do with it. Um, first and foremost, what was comforting is that I knew I wasn't alone because my sister, my younger sister, has been living with MS for over 20 years now. And she was the first one that I called. Um, so it wasn't something that was totally foreign to me as a condition. It was just foreign to me in my body. <laughs> so with, with MS, it's it's one of those things where it's 
it can be so many different things. It is invisible. So people to look at me and say, oh, Al, you're doing fine. But what they don't know, what they don't see is moments of fatigue, right? And you understand this very well. Fatigue and people think, oh, fatigue. So you're tired, take a nap. It's like, no, 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 you don't get it. Fatigue, like I don't have enough energy that I'm confident that I can take the next breath. I'm that exhausted. And you know exactly what I mean. It's when you're used to going a hundred miles an hour and your reins are pulled back without your permission. But then it's perspective. It's saying, okay, losing vision in one eye, I still got the other. So what can I do with that? I think so much of any diagnosis, invisible or visible, is all a perspective that you that you carry because that is a choice. A person can have the same day. It can be the best day or the worst day of their life, depending on how they look at it, as is the case with invisible disabilities and visible alike. So my story with MS is one of being humble. It's being appreciative. It's being aware that there are limits to us all. And now understanding what those boundaries are, not to hate them, not to fear them, but to accept them and embrace them and say, let's rock this together. And uh, so that's been my experience as a fellow traveler, as someone with a disability um, that I wasn't expecting, wouldn't wish on anyone, but yet now that I have it, trying to find the win in all things find the win and so finding the wins is as i inhale exhale and repeat which any of us that's all we can do <laughs> thank you ali you know for sharing those personal vulnerabilities those personal realities um you know i I certainly honor and respect the context that you're so gracious in putting that framework in. But I was also reminded, yes, perspective is critically important, but there is a period of time in injury, illness, disease, whether you're a child or an adult, that those physical realities when you have the blessing to get on through on the other side and you're able to exercise um, different perspectives, but you're also reminded how precious each breath that you can breathe in, that you can give physically and metaphorically and I want to thank you for being an incredibly inspirational breath of fresh air. And thank you for sharing the scope of what breath, taking a breath and giving a breath means to you personally. Um, there are many, many chapters to you and many layers that we would welcome the opportunity to grow our awareness of how you operate as an individual, of being 
a part of the solution in addition to what we know as a co-founder of, of Aware Now. But as, if, as we wind down in our conversation today, reminded about how precious each moment and the gift of breath, fresh air, the, the width and breadth of an open perspective, an open heart, and a combined intentionality to share the power of possibilities and opportunities um, mm -hmm. with the world through Aware Now, through you, Allie Merrick McGuire, and your team. And we're blessed to be members of that team in your community. I'd like to ask you, how does your or how does faith, does faith play a part in the way that you deal with the challenges and the gifts happening simultaneously in your personal and professional world? How does your faith impact that? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a wonderful question because that's absolutely so important. And so Jack and I, because we talk about what I've done, it's only because of what Jack has done and continues to do. Um, we decided when Jack and I started Awareness Ties and we founded this, you know, we, it was an interesting situation where we both were on different paths in this world and both had different directions. Um, our paths crossed, we connected and met for the first time online and then Four weeks later, we're married and have this beautiful blended family of, uh, you know, five kids, now six with another that we had to gather our forest. And, um, you know, when we when we came together and we sort of left our old lives and we said, let's create a new life. But we didn't want it to be going these different directions that we've been going in terms of our not only personally, but professionally. And so I said, well, what are we going to do? And that is in essence how Awareness Ties was, was born, was this common desire, this drive to do and be something of service. We said, well, how are we gonna serve? I mean, at first we said, oh, okay, we'll put on our capes, we'll save the world with these things. And then we saw lots of other people with lots of capes on saving the world. I'm like, mm, where do we fit in this? And we felt like perhaps it wasn't us necessarily who were going to be going and saving. Perhaps we were going to build the stage for those who are going and saving to be seen and to be heard and to support. Faith was important in that. To change takes faith. It takes courage. It takes confidence. Change is... Um, it's funny because there in life there are variables and there are constants. Um, change for me is my constant because I love change and I love to switch gears. And um, but when you're switching gears, the whole direction of your life um, that does take faith. And from day one, it was a path that we decided to take with the condition that we would not force. We would only allow 
we had to have faith that the universe was smarter than we, and that we had to, the question became, are we brave enough? Are we strong enough to, and some might say to weather the weather, whatever the weather, whatever the weather may be. And we said, yes. And it's interesting because I would say, this is worth dying for. Jack would say this, no, 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 this is worth living for. Sometimes it takes more strength for the latter. And so it's, it's that faith that we've held and had it not been for Jack, I don't know that I could have held the way that I have. Being scared, being nervous of something, of a path that I'd never taken before. And while certainly passion all in, wanting to protect um, my, my, our kids, our family. But then you say, if you're in a situation, would you put it on the line? Would you, would you bet the farm on this? And at the end of the day, we said, hell yeah, we'll bet the farm. This is worth it. And sometimes, and we've even had good friends, good family members come to us and say, you know what, you might have to just do something different. If, you know, if you can't figure out the right way forward, it's like, you know what, we don't know. Honestly, with confidence, we have come to the point where we can say, we don't know the next steps. We do know the right direction. And so when you can inhale and exhale, headed in the right direction, trusting, having faith, that the steps will present themselves, I think that's that's the test. It'd be very easy to say, well, oh, this isn't working out, let's do something else. Um, it'd be very easy to, to, to go that way, but we chose to take the hard road, and the hard road is often um, the more satisfying route. And so despite the challenges, despite the hardships, we continue to push forward and when it all gets to be a little bit too much, just reminding ourselves that it is only inhaling and exhaling, repeating that we can take any day that comes our way. And so with the right intentions in place, we use that as our guide. And that is what we have faith in, that we are called to serve. And for us, storytelling is where our course of service is. world we share with you and we thank you Allie for sharing with us insight and into you sharing your breath your faith your courage your leadership your inspiration your willingness to bet the farm to go forward in this life of challenges, honoring every precious breath that it takes to live a full life and to give to each other from our body, minds, and our spirits and to be creative, loving, and embracing about it. You're my hero. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for sharing with us today, Ali. 
Well, thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to share and for being the light and the love that you are and that you give to this world. Um, you know, that we are all in this beautiful alignment to go and be and do not by ourselves, but for others. And at the end of the day, I think we can all sleep well with that. Together we can, together we will, together we rise. Thank you, Ali. Thank you. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.